Hey, I'm Brett Gornick. I'm Jason Lobig. Welcome to the Live Better Podcast. Best day ever. We are coaches, trainers, retreat leaders, and wellness advisors, but didn't start our careers doing this. Jason worked in public accounting, and I worked in corporate retail until starting our dream business in which we help people from all different industries pursue their best day ever every single day. The goal of this podcast is to interview both each other and other professionals making an impact on the world on how wellness is the fuel to do whatever it is in life you want to do better. This podcast is about teaching people to actively pursue their purpose and how to use self-care to do it. We're here to show you how the best day of our mindset is available to anyone at any time, no matter your circumstance. It's your choice and we're here to encourage you. You can find it anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and even YouTube. You can also listen to our podcast on www.livebetterco.org. Have the best day oh. ever. Live Better Podcast. We are super pumped up to have Krista and Lindsay from the Almost 30 podcast on our podcast. Uh, they are right out of L.A., Right before we popped on, I was like, that's a vibe. And then they said, yep, that is a vibe. So how are you guys doing out in LA? <laughs> We're good. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting with everything going on, uh, especially with Corona and quarantine. Um, you know, I feel I feel we're lucky we yes. get to go outside and, you know, nature is at our at the ready. But um, it's definitely different. A lot of things are shut down. Um and it's yeah, a lot of businesses are closing, so it's just different. Yeah, it's very because it's. I think we've had stricter regulations than a lot of places. Yeah. I was. I'm from Ohio, and I was in Ohio recently, and they had gyms open and stuff like that. And here, gyms are still closed, salons are closed, and so there's a lot. So it's just a little bit of a waiting game, you know. That mm-hmm. many people out of work for so long is just really hard. But then you walk out, and it's beautiful and sunny. So it's like <laughs> kind of like it's just an interesting place. But yeah, we're happy happy to be here. Yeah, that's it's such a weird paradigm. Chicago this summer has been probably the nicest summer I can remember. And we've just been, I mean, yeah, you know, they've been really strict on things, but ever since they opened up like our lakeshore path and and you guys, one of you said that you had, you'd spent some time here before. So um, it's been, I mean, the weather's been unreal, but then you like walk into Whole Foods and everyone's in a mask and you're like, oh, I forgot. That's still a thing. I have um, so many memories of running Lakeshore Path after uh, a breakup, listening to Bonnie Vare, bawling my <laughs> eyes out. <laughs> I was like doing marathons at the time. I was running all the time in Chicago, and yeah. I would just cry on the Lakeshore just listening yeah. to Bonnie Vare during my run. I mean, it was a little me, shuffle. I had to, to press it. the button on the shuffle. So it was like, because it was old. It was back then. So yeah, it was hilarious. It was a good spot, though, to do it. Outside is good. Yeah, I mean, it's a Jason and I ran a marathon last year, and that path has just become a it becomes your friend, your enemy, yes. your therapy session, everything. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's all of you guys. So obviously, you're like right now is a super unique time, and you you know we just talked you know right in the intro about how there's a wide range of emotions from like being out sore outside and feeling great, and then having to work through all of these just like interesting themes that run through our head. How are you guys handling the current situation? Like, how are you guys leaning on each other? Um, what are some of the practices you're using to to stay upbeat, keep your business afloat and, and keep moving and staying optimistic? Yeah, so many emotions. Um, I think, you know, initially when everything shut down and we were forced to, um, you know, basically not be able to go anywhere, it was such a change for Chris and I because we were on tour for about two years. And so all of a sudden we were grounded. Um, and to be completely honest, it was kind of nice, right? Like we were go, go, go. And then we're finally able to kind of look at our business in a different way and start projects and initiatives within the business that we had been wanting to do, but didn't have time for because we were on the road. So that was like really refreshing for us. Um, it came with its own like slew of challenges. Um, just in the current climate, we've had to feel like I've been hearing this word a lot and it's kind of annoying, but pivot quickly into Mm -hmm. more of like virtual content rather than in-person events and retreats and things. But it was, it was a fun muscle to flex. And then, you know, within our relationship and partnership, it's just been a, a really nice time to be able to 
to work on our relationship. You know, we're friends. And so when you're go, and you guys know this, mm-hmm. like if you're go, 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 and you know, most of your conversations and focuses on the business, you kind of like, you kind of neglect the the relationship, the friendship. And so it's been actually integral to the next level of, of our business to work on our personal relationship. Um, and then to go a step deeper, it's like continuing to do the self the work, mm-hmm. like self-work where it's like therapy and and other um, you know, ways to just kind of learn about ourselves. And again, that has brought up a lot, as yeah. I'm sure you guys have experienced too. But, you know, it just kind of feels like it, it's weird to say this, but kind of like a divine time to like, to really get all like of this right. Yeah. 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 It's been, you know, what I keep trying to remember this year is like, what is truth and in, in, on a very high level perspective of like societal, but also just within myself, it's like when everything's happening and I look at where I am and what I'm doing, it's like, okay, right now I'm healthy. I'm with Lindsay. I'm able to talk to you guys. The truth of it is, is that today is, this is perfect. You know, everything is working out divinely. And then when I look outside, I could be caught up in the news. I could be caught up in, you know, future tripping, what's going on. And so I'm really always just trying to bring it back to like, what is true for me right now? And what's been true is that, you know, I've been able to stay healthy. The people I love have been healthy. I've had a lot of really challenging times, but within the most of it, like I've had all of my needs met. And for that, I'm super grateful. Um, And it also feels kind of hard to be like, yeah, I've had a hard year when so many people are having really hard years. Um, and I'm trying my best to not be like a 2021-er. Um, I keep being like, yeah, 2021, I'm going to be Phoenix rising from the ashes. Mm-hmm. And like be like, yeah, this is my year. And I'm trying to be as present as I can. But it's been hard. I mean, I'm sure for for you guys too. You know, how has your, how has your year been? It's been an it, a interesting question. I pulled out something you said before. It gave you a, a time to step back and work on your guys' personal relationships and sort of zoom out on different things you're working on for your business. One thing we were actually just having a longer conversation this morning about is that as soon as the world shut down, it gave us opportunity to work on our business instead of in our business so much. And Mm, Brett and I are trainers and coaches and teachers and running from one thing to the next. And that level of that, that schedule has kept us from doing a lot of brand building and business strategizing for quite some time, which we kind of just do on the fly as opportunities come up and being sort of like forced to slow down, allowed us to take a step back, work on our business, sort of reset both personally and professionally, and then really move forward at the same pace we were going before, just redirected. So we had already had plans to build this digital mindset community that we just started we had plans to run more online performance coaching, working with people outside of Chicago that we don't have access to for, for personal training clients. And quarantine just accelerated that. It just said, hey, what you thought you would have accomplished in 12 months, like we need you to do in one month. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a really interesting switch for us because we spent less time running from one thing to the next and more time strategizing and then committing to one project and finishing it. And it's been amazing how quickly we have um, started to integrate a lot of digital programming that we had already had plans to do, but probably would have, honestly, if we if we admitted it, probably would have taken us at least to the end of this year, if not into the start of next year to complete. So it's been kind of great to put all of that into context um, from our personal lives, from our professional lives. Our, uh, we've got four whiteboards in our office, which are completely full with uh, with good ideas and a, a healthy amount of organization right now. So, you know, to your point about not complaining about having a, a, a tough year when people are having really tough years, you know, selfishly and feel a little guilty for this, like our year has been pretty damn good so far. Mm. Um, so many people this. that we talked to, that's it, been amazing for them. It's helped with prioritization. It's helped with their relationships. I've saved so much money this year. Mm-hmm. Holy so mackerel. So yeah. much money I've saved. It's it's made me so deeply grateful for the Truly. way that ha- it's helped me prioritize my life. And, you know, Lindsay and I were on tour for two years. We were traveling all the time every day, going to events, running around the town. And it's been really nice to be like, okay, what do we want to do? How do we want to spend our time? I have so much gratitude for being home now. Yeah. 
and resting mm-hmm. and and yeah i'm so i'm so excited for you guys that's such a powerful thing that you've been able to like really hyper focus on what matters for you in your business and lay the foundation for you know the rest of the next couple years yeah what's been awesome um you guys mentioned traveling brett and i that's pretty heavy in brett and i schedule on a personal level and what we do for for business we We've got two retreats a year, one in March and one in November, and those have been kind of bookends to our year. We've got some people we're close to that are pretty spread out, and taking that off the table has definitely saved us money. I think I'm like 15 grand back in the bank on cash I haven't spent on weddings, although oh my I'll god, that's spent insane. next year. <laughs> oh my um, gosh, so true. Yeah, last year I went to 15 weddings, so it was oh, nice. I've come on. That, yep. Let me teach you how to say no thank you. Hey, be be a girl in a wedding and call me. So I feel zero percent bad for you. Yeah, I I yeah, I uh I am I am not complaining on that (laughs) I'm like have to get your hair and makeup done and buy a three hundred dollar freaking tool dress and call me. Yeah, I yeah, I do I do not envy that part of it at all. But I think it's been nice just really um getting focused on getting the next kind of iteration of our of our business going, we, we tend to move really fast with things. We've got a small, pretty dynamic team and Brett and I don't spend a whole lot of time regretting things or, or looking back. Um, so it's, it has been nice to sort of like rewrite the ship and just go full force at something we know is kind of like pandemic proof. Um, while also being very optimistic for all of the events coming back and more of the in-person things that we'll get to run in the future. Yeah. That's incredible. With um, with you guys, it's it's similar that you guys have a lot of different pieces to what you guys do, um, from the podcast to retreats to your website and all of those different things. And I think that you know we just talked a lot about focusing back in, and one of the things that we talk a lot about is that word focus. And focus is something that is doing one thing at a time and dialing into that specific thing. And then, you know, you can move to another thing later, but not letting those things overlap to the point where you're spread on eight different projects at one time. And it's one call to the next. And there's so many different things. How do you guys find, and what do you guys do to focus, to complete tasks, to stay consistent with things like the podcast and hosting events and being on tours? What works well for you guys, Um, whether it's individually um, if you want to answer that individually or as a unit to just to stay focused on the tasks that need to get done to do what it is that you want to do. Yeah, I think this is, it's something I actually really struggle with. I, you know, have been feeling so much lately that I, I'm not as productive as I would like to be. I feel like when you run a business you know, you start out and you're just creating and you're doing all these things. And now the way that it, that it goes is we have a team that, that supports us, that we work with, that we love, but it becomes constantly answer. It becomes just like a different type of engagement and you don't really get a lot of deep work in. We interviewed someone um, named Cal Newport who talks a lot about deep work and digital minimalism and really that your ability to focus on one thing is actually going to be the greatest asset in the future for you know future generations and for our generation because people cannot focus at all. And that's where true work happens. Um, so it's something I actually struggle with, you know, quite a bit. I I look forward to the times when I can have like a full day. Uh, blocked off to do one project at a time. Um, But the way that we get so much done is really just by kind of going outside the box with a lot of things. You know, we had a vision for tour. We've done tour two years in a row. No one was really touring when we were touring. Um, We did them with WeWork. We partnershiped with WeWork. So we made it happen. Like we weren't at the stage yet where we could be in theaters where we were at the end of our tour, but we just kind of were like, Hey, let's go to Chicago. I love Chicago. It's where I've lived for years. I want to see my friends. So let's ask WeWork and let's just do an event there. And it just became one foot in front of the other. And that's with any project that we do, anything that we do, it could be incredibly overwhelming when we're looking at our year and we're like, okay, we have podcast pro, we have an accelerator, we have two episodes a week. We have all these things, but like every time it needs to be broken down into tiny baby steps. And that's really where your focus is, is not overwhelming yourself with the 
you know, the tons of things, but focusing on the one foot in front of the other, other things. And remembering when we're in a business like we are and and like you are as well, this is stuff that we want to do. (laughs) You know, this isn't like (laughs) I was in the corporate world for eight years and I was doing stuff I didn't want to do every single day. God bless it. So now it's like, I want to do all of this. So that innate, like, you know, there's no resistance to what we're doing. We definitely have things that we've done where I've had resistance to, and Lindsay can definitely say that as well. But for the most part, there is like such little friction between what we're doing. So it becomes the energetics is a lot easier. Definitely. And I think, you know, over time, we've been able to build a team that is so important to our everyday uh, productivity. And so, you know, both Kristen and I serve a different person purpose within these projects and initiatives. And Krista is so good at strategy and really kind of seeing at a high level how this is going to get done. And then, you know, kind of mapping who is going to handle what. And um, that's been just really important. And I think as entrepreneurs, you know, that is a hump people need to get over. It's like... there, there is a relationship with your idea and with your business where you're like, I don't want to have other people do it. I don't know if I trust people. And it's actually been one of the most important pieces of our growth that we've been able to delegate from pretty early on. Um, now we have a team of about uh, seven people, some uh, full-time, some are uh, contracted in, but it's been really important. And I would also say like for me personally, you know, sometimes I look at everything we're doing and I'm like overwhelmed because I'm like, I want to be able to show up and do the best job I can. And I don't know if I can because there's so many things we're doing. But to Krista's point, it really is about that step-by-step process. And what I would add is like not being afraid to not to make a mistake. Like I think sometimes my, my nervous system is like, you need to do this this perfectly. Like you can't fuck this up. This is your business, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, oh, like this whole time we've been just like trial and erroring and like just just evolving and growing as we as we start these new things within the business. And you know, taking that pressure off of yourself to just get it right. And what's really cool is that in that process of just giving yourself over to these ideas and just having fun with them. Um, and learning as you go is that like it turns into something so much better than you could ever imagine. Um, that's the best part. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is, is the, the best, best part. You don't even know. You don't even know how good it exactly. can be. And I feel exactly. Like it's, it's, that's so interesting because to your first point about having a, a bit of delegation, Paige, who you guys were talking to via email, is our like chief of staff, ninja, head of everything Brett and I aren't good at. And it has been beyond a godsend to just like get to – guys organized. (laughs) Um, But um, when you were, you know, when you were mentioning kind of like when you're looking at the whole picture, there can be some overwhelm until you dial it into the the step-by-step to sort of clarify your priorities and be a little more um, efficient and effective with your time. When you zoom back out from your guys's perspective, because you do so many things, how do you think about organizing the macro? And I know you said one of you um, spends a little more time on strategy and how those puzzle pieces fit together because you can do anything you want. And we're kind of in a little bit of uncharted territory in terms of being able to fit communities and podcasts and live events and retreats and all these fun things together. How do you guys think about mapping out your year and your business? Or does that just come up kind of with whatever you're interested in that time and you just hit the gas? I think it's, yeah, I I love that question. I think it's changed a lot because, you know, because of what's happened. So we had our year planned out, you know, in January and we're like, okay, we're going to do tour and we're going to do these things and we're going to write. I forgot about that. Remember that? that? It's actually funny. We (laughs) wasted so much time. (laughs) We're like, we're going to London. We're going to all these places. And, you know, and then we also had plans for our retreat. We've had to move our retreat twice. We were going to add another retreat in Costa Rica. We were just we just had all these things. And so it's actually been interesting because we've had to practice a lot of I don't know what the word to describe it, but it's really just wiped our slate clean where we have to build our business to be digital first and then when everything picks back up, you know, 
God willing, when it does, we'll be able to add in those other additional components of the retreats and of the tour. But right now, it's really made us just really have to be present with the fact that we need to build this as like a digital business first. So usually we'd take our time doing like quarterly planning and kind of just really tapping into what we feel like we want to do or our community wants to do, kind of looking for inspiration from other people, what's working, what's not. And then... um just like, you know, executing it, figuring out the plan to execute against it. But right now it's just been so different this year, you know, especially mm-hmm. to responding to, you know, the uh, collective sentiment, you know, you can't be off brand or off, um, off on your content during this time. If people are going through it, they don't want to hear about this. If people want to hear about this, you have to deliver it to them. So yeah, I mean, we usually are really good, but this year has been totally different. It has been a year to be a year. We'll all look back on it and just realize all the learnings that came from it, all the ups, all the downs, all the ins and outs. I think, you know, one of the interesting parts about it too is like, you know, how do, how do we look going forward, right? You have to be planning ahead, but it's, it's tough. Like we were supposed to have a retreat in November and there's just like no way that's going to happen. So, Mm. you know, it's just like the thing about it, I think, and what I'm just picking up from you guys is just hustle. I mean, it comes down yeah. when you're when you're running your own thing. You just got to hustle. And, you know, if the internet stopped tomorrow, we'd have to figure something else out. Like you just, you can't rely on one thing yeah. and you have to be able to build a lot of different things. One of the things that I look up to you guys for, and I think you guys are doing a great job, is that term of community. We've been really building that on our own for, for the last five years as, as we've had our business. And I love just what you guys are doing around your events, around the retreats. I think the podcast that you guys put out is very much oriented towards the people that are vibing with what you're doing. What are the ways in which you keep your community together? I think um, we a lot of people always talk about growth. We want more people. We want more people to do our things. And they take they don't take into account the the uh, the necess- like the necessary actions to work with the people that are already in your thing and there's so much value in that one of the articles that we love and we and we have a lot of people that we coach and talk to is called a thousand true fans and mm. it's um i don't know if you guys have read it but it's yeah. it's an incredible little easy read about the importance of finding a a true tribe that follows you and that interacts with you and that loves what you're doing. How are you guys doing that? And and how are you guys doing that now, especially as we can't host events and we can't meet up and, and be in person? What are things are you guys putting in place to, to keep the people that are already in it, even getting further in it? Yeah. Our community has been such a huge part of who we are. And, you know, as you said, we were on tour And that was just such an important time for us to learn about who our audience is. And, you know, they are like kind of a reflection of where we're at because we are so honest and open and vulnerable on the podcast. So it's kind of like this natural magnetism uh, towards our content because they're going through similar things. And I, you know, that's kind of part of creating the community that we've created is just being being ourselves with them, right? Like it's, it's not about showing the highlight reel to them. It's really about, um, learning right along with them. And also what we've kind of realized lately is that it's important that we, we allow ourselves and are proud of how we are evolving. So I think what can happen with the community is that you know, Krista and I could get stuck in, hey, we're just learning right along with you, like kind of at that same like place where we started. And it's actually not true. Like we've evolved and we are watching our community evolve as well. So um, it's been important for us to uh, allow that to happen and to communicate with them. Um, traditionally, like we're, we're, connecting with our community in our secret Facebook group. Um, and this time has really made us think about like how, how we'd like to gather in the future, right? You know, digitally, obviously, but what will that look like? And how can we create a supportive safe space or continue to create a supportive safe space for people um, and give them even more value 
and be able to uh, highlight what they're doing. So we're kind of in that incubation, wow, incubation period where we're thinking about that and what will that look like? Because I think, you know, we're kind of evolving out of depending on, you know, a Facebook or, or whatnot to uh, hold hold our community. But um, yeah, it's just been so, so vital for our content to really ask our community. I mean, they're talking to us all the time. And sometimes it's like feedback that (laughs) as entrepreneurs, it's hard to take feedback at times. But I think once you, as an entrepreneur, it's important to be very in touch with your intuition. So when we receive feedback, we usually know if it's like, yeah, we should we should use that. We should move forward with that or not, right? Um, but yeah, they're they're incredible and it's work to maintain a community. Yes, big facts. Yeah, I completely yeah, agree with what you said. Yeah, that makes that's that's I think that's just a lot of I think a couple of things I really pull out from that is that you've shown your growth alongside them. And I think that that's really important to show from a from an actionable perspective of like how you guys are growing, what you're doing, as well as taking feedback, but also take feedback and, and be able to look at it objectively um, and not have to necessarily steer what it is you're doing to fulfill uh, what people might expect. Like you want to do your thing and you have to go out and do that. And I think podcasting is a, is a very cool um, obviously relevant thing right now, probably more than ever because people have more time and, and they're, and they're doing a lot more like listening and self-reflection. And you guys, um, you guys have done a really good job with your podcast and have listened to a bunch of episodes. And, and I think the vulnerability, the openness, the discussion of all sorts of different topics that are, are not only necessarily currently relevant, but definitely needed to be discussed is, is super, uh, empowering. And how do you guys, how do you guys work on creating your voice within the podcast as well as deciding on who you want to bring on it so that you can stay continuing to grow in the way in which you want? Because obviously we could pull people on just because they're interesting or they're a thought leader, but if it doesn't fit with who, you want to reach it more just becomes a grab for getting viewers or growing. Like how do you stay consistent on your message as well as deciding on who you want to bring on your show? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I think that's hard for any creator podcaster in particular, because you know, there's so many sides of it. Like I don't believe that, you know, we were on a podcast, I think it was a year or so ago. And I remember the host saying, you know, we've had 400 episodes and I probably liked 200 of them, like of the people. And I just thought that was so powerful because it's like, you don't necessarily need to love everyone that you have on the show, but they do need to have something that's relevant to your audience and like an important point that, you know, you feel like needs to be said. Having different uh, opinions and having different people on your show is actually really important to the conversation. Um, But for us, you know, it can get really distracting. We have people that pitch that have millions and millions of followers and could be really great for us. But if it doesn't feel like a fit, it's not going to be good for anyone. And, you know, like the thousand loyal fans, we'd rather keep them happy by staying consistent to our mission and ethos, which is what we are, than like going for the grab of the numbers. Um, but we've definitely had learning experiences with that where we've had people on the show where, you know, we were like, okay, we'll try it. (laughs) And it didn't feel good. It didn't feel like it was, um, it was anything that we felt like was going to fit within our, within our messaging. So we've not released episodes, you know, we've tried to be discerning about things, but I think that's something you just have to continue to check in with on a daily basis. Um, but the last thing I'll say is that, you know, we're trying to evolve as much as we can, especially over this year. There's so much new information always coming out in the world. So Lindsay and I always check in with what feels good for us. You know, what is mm-hmm. relevant for us to speak to? Who is relevant for us to speak to? Because we are essentially what has curated the show so far. So we have to like continue to trust that, you know, within ourselves. Yeah, I think that's an important piece because our audience comes to us to discover new things so often, you know, whether it's a healing practice or, you know, nutrition information, whatever it is. And especially in the world that we're living in right now, like 
it might feel like a risk sometimes to have certain conversations on the podcast, but we have to trust that, you know, we are also a resource for people to learn about new things. So it's not always doing what we've always done. Like we're, we're definitely down to take risks, risks and talk about things that people haven't really dug into. Um, and then just on the voice piece, it's been such an evolution. And, you know, when Kristen and I first started out, if you've listened to early, early, early episodes, which please don't, um, but it's, it's like a, a time, a time where we were definitely still finding our voices and we had Stuart Pierce on the podcast, um, uh, quite a bit ago, but that was really profound in understanding our true tone. Um, you know, women, especially, I think that we tend to morph our voices and other things to, uh, fit in, to be accepted, et cetera. And so when you're behind a mic, all of a sudden you think you have to have like a, a radio voice and you're like, you know, whatever that is for, for the individual. But I think the more that we practiced, the more that we were just in conversation with one another and with our guests and really just in our truth, um, that helped us to drop into our true tone, like our, our true voice. And I think we're super sensitive when we're not on, on it, right? Like maybe, maybe we don't, we're not in our belly breaths, like taking those supportive breaths. Maybe we're nervous, maybe we're unprepared and it all affects the voice. And so as podcasters, we really have to be mindful of that and, um, set ourselves up for success. So it's definitely been a, a practice and, you know, we talk about it a lot in our podcast pro program because it's just important one of the most important parts of your show because if people, you know, start listening to your show and they're like, Oh, I don't, I don't really, I don't know. The voice doesn't feel good yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason it could deter them from listening to your incredible show. So yeah, it's definitely important. You guys have great podcast voice voices. Oh, thank you. You do too. Thank you. It's fun hearing you guys talk about it because I feel like your relationship is similar to mine and Brett's in some respects mm -hmm. because at the start, like we've just done. Which everything. one of you is Krista? <laughs> Which one of you is me? <laughs> just um, kidding. I'm just kidding. We'll we'll figure it out by the end. Okay, perfect. We'll, we'll match perfect. up at the end. Um, perfect. Yeah, it's funny, like listening to you guys um, talk about the way that you have done things by feel, because Brett and I have been have well, really kicked ourselves in in the fire to every project we've ever done and feel like it's the best, fastest way to learn. But it has been really interesting as we've developed and, and gotten more experience. Like the two of us know when one person should talk and when the other person should push, when one person should pull back and the other person, we don't have a written list of all of those scenarios. We just know and, and go by feel. My, my question for you is for some of those conversations that didn't feel right or where you were listening to a pitch, however lucrative it might be. Have you guys ever taken time to write down what some of those ideas and values are between you guys? Or do you just continue to go by feel and that just matures as you spend more time? I think it's been interesting for us as we've started this mindset course and are really building this big digital community, we've had to codify more of our ideas rather than just teach them at different experiences. And to put that on camera kind of makes that a little more permanent and solidifies because we don't then get a big follow-up conversation to be able to clarify or, or do things. So we've mm. had to sort of put that down on paper. And I think that's been an interesting practice for something that for so long we've gone by feel on, but then we actually had to write it down. I'm, I'm curious to know if you guys have ever written some of those things down or if you kind of continue to just trust intuition as your main source of like, this is right, this is wrong, this is what we should be doing, this is not. Yeah, I think so. We've done both where we wrote down, we've written down our mission um, and values. I think we did it our first, second year maybe. And then we've done it again. We've revised and reiterated it. Um, and that lives on our website. And that's kind of like our North Star. But it's so funny, like being in the space that we're in and being in the world that we're in, it feels like when I see mission statements now, I'm like, 
whatever. Like it just feels like everyone's using the same words and nothing feels incredibly grabby to me, you know, especially in the space that we're in. It's like, okay, we're all about female empowerment. We're all about these things, but like it's not always true. So for us, it's really intuition over everything. You know, it's really, that's our X factor. That's what makes us unique. That's what makes us special is like our ability to like be in sync, our ability to connect with the higher source, our ability to really listen to ourselves versus like our ability to craft the most beautiful mission statement because anyone can do that. You know, you could copy paste someone else's and really have it for yourself. So it has to be super felt. Um, And ours changes all the time because of that, but really has like continued to um, honor the same foundational principle of being here for people's evolution. How did you guys start? The pod? Yep. <laughs> or like on earth. Yeah. Honestly, like, <laughs> well, let's start um, with day one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Krista and I were going through uh, our transition from our twenties to our thirties, like late twenties, shit is wild. You know, you feel like you should have it all figured out, but you don't. Um, School parents didn't really prepare you for the fears and questions and doubts that you begin to um, uh, have during that time. You know, whether it's like, what's my purpose? Where's my partner? What should I, you know, what should I be doing? Um, How should I be feeling? Um, And so, we met, that was like kind of the intersection. And we were having these conversations around this transition just naturally. And it was like the deepest conversations I was having, right, was with Krista. And so she came to me one day and she's like, do you think we could start a podcast like based on these conversations? She was like a podcast fan for a long time. I hadn't really listened to a lot of podcasts, but I was you know, always like creative and down to do something new and, and exciting. And so we quite literally started on our closet floors using like this janky recorder that I had for singing. And I was like, yeah, let's just use this. Let's, let's just start and see how it feels. And so we did. And yeah, it was closets. And then we would like we would be in shared workspaces that Mm -hmm. weren't ours. We would just find like random rooms and like ask our friends to be on the podcast. And um, eventually, you know, we found a professional studio that we recorded in for a bit. And that actually, you know, looking back, that kind of gave us the confidence. We're like, we are podcasters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like this is pretty cool. Um, And so September, 2016, we launched almost 30 and it was really we've built this from the ground up. You know, we, we didn't have a podcast before. We didn't really have, we had like personal brands. Um, Krista had a blog. Um, I was like pursuing acting and things like that, but really starting from zero. And I think that's what was so cool and rewarding and what people related to when they, when they found our content. Um, and soon like the community just started to form. And I think you know, based on our conversations and meeting people in person in LA, uh, we just organically uh, made it a thing. And we were, you know, we were working our full-time jobs <laughs> alongside building this business for about two years, which is not easy, but something that we recommend people do. I think, you know, when you have an exciting uh, side hustle idea, you want to quit that job. You want to get out of it as soon as possible. But what we found was that it really is the perfect way to support and not put too much pressure on the thing that you're creating. You can make money while you're creating that thing. You can also build connections and gain skills that could actually help you in the long run with this new this new side hustle. So, yeah, it's been it's pretty wild. I mean, we're coming up on is that 4 years? Yeah, 4 years. Holy moly. I know. 4 years in September. Um and it's just again, earlier in our conversation, it's like become something that we could have never dreamed of. But it's just been so cool to have like a partner in this um, because entrepreneurship is hard. Starting something like this is, it can be so hard, but we've really been able to support each other and and work together to create something pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, that is the exact same story of Jason and I doing our (laughs) thing. It was like two year overlap 
uh, started doing it, we always tell people the same thing. Like a lot of people just want to pull the shoot, but when you pull the shoot and it has to turn into making money, it's a different thing, right? Like mm-hmm. having it be enjoyment and then having to do it so that you eat is a little bit of a different stress. But if you do it for long enough and you realize, oh, wow, like I can eat and live and travel and do my thing with this, then you can make it, then you can make it happen. Uh, and I just think that that it's a special thing to hear and to see other people that followed a very similar route to pursue their purpose. And we were kind of talking about this earlier, but it's like, when you're working that, that job, like you work hard because you're a hardworking person. And then when you love it, you just realize that you work that much harder at it because it's something that you actually love doing. And I think there's Mm -hmm. just so much value. And a lot of people get caught up in that because they just don't think they have that next thing or that ability to go do that. And I'm just like, but look how hard you're working at what you're doing right now. What would be Mm -hmm. like, what would be like if, you know, and I'm sure you guys get this question a lot and we do too. For somebody that has that itch that they want to scratch and they want to go out and do something and it could be a podcast, it could be a whatever, starting a a trinket company, it doesn't matter. What is, you know, the initial bit of like advice or conversation that you either have with those people or that you would give to somebody that came up and says, wow, like I admire what you guys did. I have this idea and I want to pursue it. Where do I begin? Hmm. I often think in these situations, like in a very Gary V way, like I'm kind of um, <clears throat> a little bit just if someone has something that they truly believe that they want to do, then there shouldn't be any advice from me that would stop them or help them from doing it. You know, they should be resourceful enough. And most people are resourceful enough to really find the answer for the next step in their business. And what I would say is that it takes longer than you think. It's harder than you think. There's less thanks than when you think. It may not turn out the way that you think. But if someone is truly, really aligned with what they want to do as like a passion, then there's nothing that's going to stop them from figuring this out. You know, we are like, we're on the phone with lawyers. We're doing these crazy things that I'm like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing on these conversations? What am I doing in these meetings? What am I doing with this software? What am I doing with this? But you always just figure it out and figure out the next best step and find your own internal motivation even when it feels hard. Um, So really the biggest thing that stops people is their own, is the mental game. You know, it's not money, it's not time. It's their own mentality and their own belief that it's going to turn out a certain way or it's going to not take a lot of time or, you know, that they're going to get a lot of maybe it praise for it um, rather than the actual thing that stops people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, it's also, that's what makes a great entrepreneur is like those early days, years, months, whatever it is like when you are just fully immersed and it's hard. And like Krista said, you just, you learn as you go. You learn about things you never thought you had to learn about, but you had to. And that is really what makes a great business owner, leader. Um, Because I think you've just, you've kind of been through all steps of the business rather than just having things handed to you. Um, Yeah. I just wanted to add that because it's been so important because we kind of understand like the the grittiness of our business, even though we're enjoying like the fruits of our labor, it's like also we just totally completely understand that like what it took to get here. Yeah. You become a fucking savage because you have to be like, it's just, you're just willing to do whatever it takes for however long it takes. And I think what's interesting is most people just don't, maybe don't know what they're getting themselves into, or maybe are unwilling to do whatever it takes kind of with that mentality. And I, I don't think everyone is set up to like roll with those punches, good and bad. And what is a very vulnerable state at the beginning of that? Um, I think people want out of the current situation that they're in. It's like a grass is greener. You know, if you're at a corporate job, you're like, Oh, I'd love to work my, on my laptop by the pool. You know what I mean? I'd love to have freedom of my schedule. I'd love to do all these things that you perceive that entrepreneurship means. Um, 
And, you know, vice versa. Like if you're an entrepreneur, you'd be like, I'd love to have a consistent paycheck. I'd love to have, you know, <laughs> set hours. I'd love to have a team that just told me what to do every day. Yeah. Kind of just be able to like, I used to have weeks at work. I'd be like, I don't know if I did anything this week, but like, it's fine. Like, but it's, it's just sometimes people want what they don't have or want to just escape their current situation mm. and kind of see entrepreneurship as like a light at the end of the tunnel when it's, it's, not really that it's more of just an option for people that it fits for. Yeah. And there's, and there's just nothing wrong with, with doing what you need to do. Like you can't push everybody to want to do that if that's not their jam. I think along this whole journey um, from when we started to where we are now, Jason and I's motto has been to have the best day ever every single day. And what we mean by that is really just creating that. So Things happen around us, things happen, you know, in our world, and we have a choice to react or respond to realize that this happened. So now I have an opportunity to grow, or I'm going to let this derail my entire week, month, or year. And so we create that mindset through practice, through consistency, and through the really just understanding of setting that intention to begin the day. And as things happen throughout the day, you just really have to understand that every single thing that happens to you, whether it's good or bad, is a, is a growth and learning opportunity. And so we'd love to ask everybody that comes on our show, and you guys could answer this separately. If you were to wake up tomorrow, anything, like no restrictions, you could travel, you could do whatever you want. What do your guys' best day ever look like? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I think my best day ever starts in my best house ever. <laughs> my the most gorgeous space that I feel like is the the truest expression of me is a space where people come to rest and recharge and you know find love or whatever it is. And so that would bef- mainly be my main thing. And then it would be various like health and wellness practices or self-care practices that I like to do just to take care of myself. Um hanging with friends, you know, just being with the people that I love. It's like the last day on earth thing, you know, eating the food you love, being with the people that you love, being where you love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We had it off last week and it kind of inspired me to think about, you know, making that more of my everyday. So it's like being able to be out in nature. I was like in the forest at one point and I was like, oh my God, this feels so good. And just to hear birds, like it's like these simple things and they don't have to be for hours and hours, but it's like, it just, it just like gives me a lot of peace. And I think, you know, surroundings are in my environment is so important. Just like Krista said, with just having a space that, that makes me feel peace and, and like myself and, um, and then, yeah, I think I think it's like enough alone time and then enough time with other people that I love too. Like I think for me it's really important to have that balance and then having, you know, to earlier in our conversation having that like really luxurious time to focus on like one thing where I can like give my all to something that we're working on rather than having to do 85 things. It's like, "Ooh, I have 6 hours to work on this." book proposal? Amazing. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, just like really laying into it. And yeah, that, that feels, that feels good to me. Those sound like two quality days. That is luxurious. (laughs) Spend time on one. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. (laughs) People to take out, take from this luxury. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do we mention we're driving Rolls Royces? Honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Our baths are gold. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Well, that's, that's great. I think, you know, a lot has drawn from this and it was, this has honestly been just a, such a joy. This is so fun. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's just so cool to sit down with two other people. Like we're two males, you're two females, and just shoot the shit about the same things that we've both been doing for the last five <laughs> years. Like it's really cool to hear that. And I and I'm just I just want to give you guys mad props for what you're doing because you're you're creating a community, you're putting out real, just like true, vulnerable, like real actionable shit. Like you said, this is not just a fluffy mission statement. It's like this is how we do it. This is what we want to get out there. And I think it's just really special to have people doing that 
through their truth and their um, their voice. And so it's it's an amazing thing to to listen to you guys. And um, I would just love for you guys to to wrap things up by just telling people where they can find out about you. Like you've got events coming up, you've got podcasts. There's just so many cool things. Where can people link up with you, listen, and learn more? Oh, thanks, guys. And we feel the same. It's always nice to connect with other podcasters and entrepreneurs. And um, we love what you're doing. So thank you so much for having us. Um, Yeah, you can listen to Almost 30 Podcasts anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. We put out episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And you can follow us on Instagram. We're, We're super active on there at Almost 30 Podcast. Um, and then you can find all things almost 30 at almost 30.com. And we have an incredible um, shop, shop almost 30.com, where you can find uh, really, really supportive downloadables, courses um, that we've just found, you know, in our own experience have helped us to navigate not only the transition from our 20s to our 30s, but just like life in general. Um, and some things coming up. Man, oh man, we have our uh, podcast accelerator coming up soon, which people can apply to. And this is just a, a big pr- passion project for Krista and I because podcasting has changed our lives. So we want to help uh, podcasters grow and monetize their podcast. Um, we have more of our digital new paradigm digital workshop series coming up. And this is really a f- you know, was inspired by what we were doing in person where we were bringing, you know, the best healers and teachers to people all over the world. And now we can do it online. So it's really accessible. Um, and we've loved doing that. Yeah. It's been a blast. Awesome. You guys are, are amazing. What would be one final wrap up statement advice during this current time or not that you guys want to share with, with our squad. With all that free time, you've got a lot of podcasts. You've got a lot, almost 30. I would just say you're, you know, you're doing great. It's a really hard time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think we can put the pressure on ourselves to be perfect, feel great every day, but um, you know, what we hope to provide is just a little bit of relief and hope and inspiration and just relatability um, so that we can get through this together. You know, I think we've just learned to have compassion for ourselves and it's helped us to show up, you know, for our business, for others. And um, we just hope that y'all can find that as well. Awesome. Krista and Lindsay, almost 30 squad. Thank you guys so much for your time and we wish you the best day ever. Oh, yeah. This is so much fun. Thank you for such a fun day.